Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is Fill Me In. It's a crossword podcast. It is. Starring Ryan Hecht. And Brian Simmett. This We're, is the 75th episode. We've done 75 that's episodes the of silver. this show. I think, yeah, we, we finished in second place. And you know what we have? To, oh, <laughs> the awesome. silver. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> I know. It's not bad. How about that? We came back. Look at it. Uh... What we have to do on today's show is we have to come up with a new code word, a new we, contest code word. Oh, my God. Let's, you know what? When we get there, we'll get there. Okay. I need time to stew in the in, in the horror of reality. <laughs> All right. So while Brian is stewing, here's what's coming up on the show. Uh, there will be uh, a week of Patrick Berry puzzles that Brian has accomplished. There will be six answers from the Oracle, and there will be a beef stew with uh, a Stanley Newman. Yes, I have a beef with Stanley Newman, yes, and that will do. be coming up later. Stooley Nanman. <laughs> beef Stooley Na- Stanley Newman. Stooley Nanman. Stooley Nanman. I'm just twisting it around. It's, you're like Professor Spoonerism. I am Professor Spoonerism. You are. I think it's Professor Spooner, I think is what they do. I think it's actually Reverend Spooner. I think it is Reverend Spooner. Yes. Why is it a reverend? Why is he always a reverend? Well, you asked this You asked this 20 episodes ago because he was a reverend. He was a real person. I don't think so. Uh, Mike Nothnagel, was Reverend Spooner really a reverend? I need to know this. Franklin, cue the music. Here is Jack and a Hank. Enough of the music. Cut off the music. Interrupt the music. <laughs> I'm done with the music. Uh, first, we're going to talk a little bit about the arc. We asked last week whether, uh, in Ryan's inner nerd puzzle, whether A-R-R-R was proper fill, whether R, a sound a pirate makes, and would you, be appropriate you, fill. You made good points. I made some good points, but that wasn't enough because you needed to ask the world. No, you, you made the good points on the show. I did, but that wasn't enough to convince you. I was pretty convinced. I think if really? you play back the tape, I, I... But we still posed the question to well, our vast listening audience. By posing, you were, you, were, you were making the good points while we were posing the question. They happened simultaneously. All right, well, then what was the general feeling about uh, R? I don't remember. What was it? I meant from our listening audience. Oh, what oh, was the general feeling? That it sucks. Yeah. All right, so we're not going to do R. No, we're not. But here's something else that we found out. A couple of people wrote us. Uh, June Pox, Squirrel of Discord... Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Uh, said that we sh- maybe we shouldn't try to force as much uh, personal clues into it as okay. we have been. I want to say this. I don't think we've been forcing. I think we've been working very hard to keep it unforced. I think we have. I think you and I have gone back and forth on a lot of this fill so that it isn't awkward. So yes. that there aren't things like R and AL and whatnot in there. Because we want to avoid that kind of garbage. We do. So I, I think we're working hard to avoid that kind of garbage. Right. Uh, so no R, definitely no, no ALR, and no. we'll keep working on it. We will. But on the subject of ALR, let's segue into viewer mail. Opening it up. Our first viewer mail comes to us from John Delphin Vassar, class of 1976, <laughs> <laughs> or thereabouts. <laughs> Um, John Delphin writes to us about, uh, well, first of all, all he says in the email was, would that he were more famous. Yes. But it's a link to a Wikipedia page. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> it's a Wikipedia about John Ayler. And how's that last name spelled? A-L-E-R. A-L-E-R. John Ayler. John Ayler, born October 4th, 1949, Baltimore, Maryland, is a contemporary American lyric tenor known for his light, clear, and appealing voice. (laughs) A consummate performer in concerts, recitals, and operas, Ayler is particularly admired for his interpretations of the works of Mozart, Rossini, Donizetti, Bellini, and Handel. Uh, And he's almost as well known as the lyric soprano 
Rosanna Neller. <laughs> but both of them, both of them. That's very well done. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, both of them. Not famous enough to be in a crossword puzzle. No, not so at all. You, so we're going to work on it. We're going to start talking about John Ayler and uh, what was her name? Rosanna Nieller. Rosanna Nieller. <laughs> Along with people like Samuel Hay in order yes. to just raise those spreadsheet standards. Yes, exactly. Get them up there. Let's, can, we, can, we, can we talk briefly about, sure. about foreign yes. languages? Yes. I just want to rant a little about foreign languages in crossword puzzles. Go for it. I'm an English speaker. You are. Barely, but I do speak English. I don't speak any other language. Why do we have other languages in the crossword puzzles? Because they Why? fit. So what? They so fit. do lots of things. C'est si bon. That's, but I don't like that. I know you don't like that. I, well, it I don't it annoys me. Why is a certain amount allowed, but then if there's too much, it's too much? Why is any allowed? Why is it okay to say so you, you in the crossword? You would rather there be no foreign words if i want to do a foreign crossword puzzle i'm going to do a foreign crossword puzzle do italian crossword puzzles have occasional english words in just to make the crossings work probably how would you know i was in italy did you do an italian crossword puzzle i saw somebody do one yeah and i saw them right in disneyland disneyland is that's not my point my point is the the random sort of like french 101 that shows up in a crossword puzzle it's got a lot of vowels in french I don't like it. They got I, a lot of vowels. I don't like it. I think it's cheating. Is that a French accent? When, no, it's not at all a French accent. It, it was sort of a bad Italian accent. <laughs> not at all French. Uh, when we rehash the fill for the inner nerd puzzle no again, foreign no foreign languages. All right, none. What about things that have a f- the or their origins are in foreign languages? All of English, the origins are in foreign languages. Right. All right. So that would so make that's a small a small puzzle. I, I will I will concede that point. All right. Our final viewer mail comes to us from Amanda. Amanda Yestowitz, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, shining light to us all. Hello, Amanda. Amanda, uh, if you may remember, two weeks ago, uh, we talked to Amanda on the show about the Pleasantville Tournament, and then we sang Happy Birthday to Amanda. We did, because it was her birthday. Because it was her birthday. Yeah, we don't just do that for the hell of it. <laughs> we did it, it was actually it was her birthday. birthday. So then last week, we marveled at the fact that Amanda <laughs> had not emailed us to say anything, good, Nothing. bad, or otherwise, Nothing. about us singing. Like you were out of tune, you were in tune. Yeah, none of it. Right. Nothing. Nothing. So then Amanda writes to us now, I guess I found a loophole in the system. I finally found a way to get on the spreadsheet by not sending in a viewer mail. Mission accomplished. Interesting. Very interesting. It, Amanda... Very... We'll see what happens next. She has since acknowledged. Actually, she had acknowledged she, before. She had. She acknowledged via comments, which but is not, not the way we, we like to have. We, we like don't always read the comments. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what the thing is. You know that's not true. We do read the comments. When you write a post, I don't get email that there's comments. And, and when vice you write versa. a post, yeah. When you so, write a post, vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if anybody can figure out how to fix that, Mike Nothnagel. I think we just need to re-register for our blog with the same email address. You think? Yeah, I think All that right. would do it. Uh, what's next? What are we up to? Oh, that. Viewer mail. Closing it up. Also a couple of weeks ago, I hated one particular crossword puzzle. <laughs> you hated two, Patrick I Berry. hated two Patrick Berry crossword puzzles. I hated one, like, two months ago. I the hated Roman the... numerals one. No, Greek letters. 
<laughs> it's Greek, Greek letters, not Roman numerals. <laughs> you are correct. Um, I, and I wasn't alone in hating that. Everybody hated it. Everybody hated it. There were a lot of people who hated it. Yes. I, I seem to remember several people. I won't name them, but I remember I didn't them. particularly enjoy it. Uh, and then, a couple of weeks ago, there was another Patrick Berry puzzle that I really didn't like, and Which now I don't was remember that? it at all. Well, it was, um... was it the one where you stick two letters in a square, and they are another yeah, word? Yeah, that might... Uh, Except I... But it did... Yeah, because yeah. across, it, it, it was the two letters made a word, but down, it was just the two letters. Right. Except sometimes it was across, it was just the two letters, and down, it, it was, was a word. It was inconsistent. It was very inconsistent, and it was all over the place, and I didn't agree with a lot of it, and I kind of ranted about it. And, and we, we're we not familiar with, with Patrick Berry personally. No. We don't know him personally. Most of these people we talk about, we've met, we've talked to on the phone, we've emailed, but we don't know him at we all. We don't know him at all, which, which sort of left me in a, a bit of a spot, because I think I ranted freely uh where i might not have to somebody that i knew but at the same time now i feel really guilty about it because i shouldn't have so (laughs) to make up for that to atone i uh took it upon myself to try to find a whole bunch of patrick berry puzzles and do them and And i have this past week i've done five patrick berry puzzles monday through friday no wednesday through saturday with another saturday tucked in uh wednesday september 29th this is gonna be like a mini thunder round (laughs) wednesday september 29th 1999 wow by patrick d barry uh the theme answers were that's that enough's enough and fair's fair what did you think of that you know what it was pretty fair but i've had enough so that's that (laughs) that thursday that was a wednesday wednesday uh thursday october 29th 1999 by patrick d barry uh, <laughs> this one, what was the theme to this one? We had, uh, I have absolutely no idea. Wow. Oh, we had, we had, we had back to back to back double letters. Okay. Very, very clever. Like sweet, w- sweet tooth. Roommate? Uh, roommate only has two Bookkeeper? double letters. Bookkeeper is in here. Yep. Uh, did a good deed has that in there. Uh, also on no occasion. On no occasion. Yeah. On no occasion. So, so that was that. It's also had hosed down. <laughs> yeah, hosed down. Hosed down. Yeah, that's what we're going to do to you, Patrick D. Barry, if you try to another Roman Greek letter numeral puzzle again. <laughs> Friday, September 17th, 1999 by Patrick D. Barry. This was really cool because it had a triple stack of 15s right across the middle. Centigrade scale, intelligence men, needle and thread. Wow. Intelligence men... I don't know that I care for the that. What was the clue? Uh, Cold War thriller heroes. Cold War thriller heroes. Yeah, I don't know about that. Hmm. I'm not sure. This also had Schlemiel in it. <laughs> yeah, 32 down. Chump. Schlemiel. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty good. Saturday, November 27th, 1999 <laughs> by Patrick D. Barry. Uh, what, what, this was a, you know, it was a Saturday. Uh, you know, I had a little trouble with this. 31 across. Anonymous work. Often. Poison pen letter. Anonymous, oh. Poison pen letter. Poison pen letter. I'm not sure I get that. I don't know what that means. Does it, are you poisoning a person with the ink on the page? Do they have to eat the letter to suffer the poison? Poison pen letter. I don't I'm get not it. really sure about that. I don't that. get it. Uh, you know what? This puzzle had something another puzzle recently had, which is if you've only got some of the letters in place, there's actually some naughty language. Really? Yeah. Up here, right there, 11 across, tucking into one down. <laughs> yep. That's right. You get bad words. Can't say them on this show. No. And finally, a puzzle recommended to me last night by Harry Hassel. Harry Hassel. Harry Hassel suggested I try out Patrick Berry's puzzle Saturday, July 15th, 2006 by Patrick Berry. (laughs) Uh, This puzzle features no words shorter than five letters. 
Oh, okay. Is we talked about yes, this we some did. weeks ago. So I did this one last night. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I did that one. That one was uh, it was fine. Not terribly hard, but still kind of tricky. And there you go. I've done five Patrick Berry puzzles. I and think now, I'm done. What do you think about him now? Uh, I think he is uh, what I thought before. He is a fine, fine craftsman. I think his crossword puzzles are usually excellent. And I think the last two that we saw, not so excellent. What is his and what does his middle name stand for? Uh, D stands for not so excellent. <laughs> sometimes. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. That right. was a week of Patrick Berry. Week of Patrick Berry. Uh, now we have fiction with Thomas Heilman. We have part two of Spikes, Freaks, and Pasadena Pride. You might remember from last week we had uh, when he was a boy. We it involved volleyball. We had hitchhiking. We had Captain Jack, and uh, we ended with the kid with the blonde hair can sit up front. And now Brian will regale you with part two. We passed on that ride, but even then he just shrugged his shoulders and drove off. And coming up on part three, Mrs. McMasters. So our next segment is the Oracle. The Oracle. Answers with the Oracle, Mr. Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Friday Puzzle, and the Oracle. Mike emails us to say... So I think this is a record. Six questions asked on one podcast. Actually, the question about Descartes was really three related questions, so maybe it was actually eight. Yes. I don't know. We don't know what the questions are, but we do have some answers. I'll so, try to guess what the question was when you say the answer. I'm answers. going to say the answer, and then you're going to say the question? Yes. Or will you say the question first, and then I'll read the answer? Isn't that sort of like the way the Karnak thing worked? No, he, he does the answer does first. Does the answer first, and then he finds out the question? Yeah. Okay. The answer is... Yes, John Delphin did go to Vassar. Ha ha ha! Do my Ed McMahon. Oh, I thought you were going to be Johnny Carson. Oh, right, you're Ed McMahon. Ha ha ha! <laughs> uh, the the question was, did John Delphin go to Vassar? Oh, good answer then. I <laughs> yes. think. Good answer. All right, number two. Damien Long played Jean Valjean in Guys and Dolls. The question was, what did Damien Long play in Guys and Dolls? I had kind of hoped secretly that these questions were going to end up being funnier. These questions so far have just been accurate, which is not funny at all. Oh, okay. I will make them less accurate. Number three. Revelant is an adjective describing a book that contains the word cavalry. Uh, the (laughs) (laughs) The, the question is, uh, what did Damien Long play in F Troop? All right. Now go back to the normal. The normal? Yeah. Yeah. Do them normal. Uh, All right. The random non sequitur uh, didn't work for me. It didn't work? No. Can something be both random and non sequitur? I don't Mike know. Mike Nagel, can something be both random I, and non sequitur? I don't think... I think you're using non sequitur as an adjective. I don't think it's an adjective. I think it's a noun. I was, in this case, using it as an adjective, although I know that it's a noun. Can something be both random and a non sequitur? <laughs> Is that better? Sure. Okay. Answer number four. Ryan's peanut podcast was called Never a Nut, Always a Legume, as mentioned in the opening of episode 56. And yes, I listened to the openings of all the podcasts until I found it. And the question was, what was Ryan's peanut podcast called? And how long would it take Mike (laughs) Knopfnagel to discover it? Well, we don't know the answer to that. He said he listened to the openings of every one until he found it. I know. We don't know how long that took. Well, not if the unit is minutes and seconds. We know it if the unit is number of openings listened to. It took him 56 openings. Right? You're right. Who says I, the units I have was, to be standard time measurements? Who says that? I was going with units of I was not thinking out of the box. Thank you. 
G chord knows all. Uh, trivia question to anybody that was not a G chord. What chord was it? I don't know if that's a trivia question. All right. <laughs> to anyone with perfect pitch, <laughs> what chord was that? Uh, answer number five. There are three pronunciations of the institute at which Mike Nothingle works. <laughs> Culinary, culinary, and culinary. Anyone who knows what's good for them will use the first one. Uh, the, culinary. The question was, why does Ryan not know what is good for him? That is a very difficult I mean, question. Yeah, I've always said culinary. Yeah, I say culinary. So you're right. Yeah. Just automatically. Not automatically in this situation. But they're all they're they're all three of them are right. Yeah, but anyone who knows what's good for them will use the first one. Why? He doesn't say why. Who's Mike, the oracle? Mike Nothnagel, I want to know why. Why is culinary not used by are you people? Tapping? I am. Do you I understand was making that a goes point. through my microphone? I was you making... tapped on my table. I don't have a table. Tap on yourself. There you go. <laughs> Did anybody hear that? I, uh, I want to know why that's the case. I'm going to guess that it's because it's how Mike Nothnagel pronounces it. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, answer number six. Rene Descartes walks into a bar and orders a drink. After he finishes it, the bartender asks him if he'd like another one. Descartes replies, I think not, and poof, he disappears. <laughs> That's a very funny joke. It is very funny. I had never heard that joke before, getting this email from Mike. Uh-huh. I heard it again from somebody totally different a day later. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my friend Mark Aldrich. Mark Aldrich, by the way, uh, hosts a, a video, it's, maybe it's a video blog or it's a, a video series, it's called The Happy Hour Guys. Uh-huh. It's about bars around the world. Wow. Uh, he's very entertaining, and they do interesting stuff. I, I think you should watch Mark Aldrich's Happy Hour Guys well, I've seen I've good. seen footage of when he pitched for Detroit. Mark Aldrich? Yeah. Mark the Bird yeah. Aldrich? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Mark Fidrich. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Mark Aldrich is a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. Oh. Uh, oh, so. Yeah. So he doesn't listen to this show, but I'm sure that he would be on my side about completely, completely excommunicating our password from this program <laughs> so forevermore. You're, you're having a bit of a schism with the good Pope? Oh, my goodness. The good Pope can suck it. <laughs> uh, and that wraps up the Oracle. Thank you very much, Mike Nothnagel. Uh, our next segment on the show is going to be Beef. Beef with Stanley, with Stanley Newman. Newman. I have a beef with uh, this Stanley is actually, Newman. Stanley is not on the program. It's Ryan Hecht who has the beef. I have and a beef. Go. People might remember it from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we did a, we we had Adam Adam Hirsch, our friend who most definitely does not work at NPR, do a a interview recap of, yes. from our guests at, at he interviewed a dozen yes. different people from and he, and he interviewed Stanley Newman. He interviewed yes. everybody, asking what their aha moment was. Uh huh. And Stanley asked yes, Stanley Newman, and unlike anybody else, Stanley Newman. I uh, had an aha moment when he was constructing a crossword puzzle. Right, it was not a solving aha, it was, it was a coming up with an awesome clue. And the clue was what these go up no, in an airplane. They may go up in they, planes. They may go up in planes. They may go up in planes. And the answer was armrests. Armrests. So I thought that was very clever. Yeah. So then a couple of weeks ago I'm opening up this the 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 Saturday Stumper. Uh-huh. That's the puzzle that uh, he edits for the he edits. for Newsday. And it wasn't wasn't this past Saturday, but it was a Saturday before. I can't remember who constructed it. One across, they may go up in airplanes. And I thought, well, I'm getting a head start on the Saturday Stumper. And it was an armrest fit right in there. Yeah. What is that? Eight letters? Eight letters. Eight letters. Boom. Armrest. Armrest. I think fantastic. They may go up in airplanes. They may yeah. go up in airplanes. Nothing fit. No? The S worked at yeah. the end, uh -huh. but it wasn't right. No? The answer was shavings. 
Shavings? Shavings. Now, I've figured out what the hell he means by that. They may go up in airplanes shavings? Well, it wasn't airplanes. Oh, they may go up in planes. Yes. It's like they planing may go up wood. In planes. Yeah, okay, I get it. They may go but up I in planes. But I think that's... The, I have a beef. Shavings. Shavings. You think that Stanley Newman did this on purpose? Yes. Just for you? Yes. You think he did the interview? I don't think he did it just thinking for me. Thinking that you would listen to it, and, and then, then that you would struggle with his puzzle. Right. And he's now having a bigger aha moment, because he's going, aha, I totally flummoxed right. Ryan Hecht. Yes. Because I knew the one that was underneath it, I knew that it was moving out. Yeah? Yeah. Moving out. Anthony's song. That's Anthony's song is the subtitle of the song, Moving Out. Well, it's it was it was the about Joel it was about the musical. Yeah, but that's what there's no air. I mean, I have no opinion about it. I'm saying that was the clue. I'm digressing. You're absolutely right. You're totally right. Moving out. Yep, absolutely. And armrests. No, I think shaving, shavings, shaving. I think that's rude. I think that is that has crossed the boundary of crossword. Uh, elegance is not the word I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> you keep looking. Etiquette, I know the word. Etiquette. Okay, etiquette. There etiquette, etiquette. Crossword etiquette. I was hoping you'd struggle more with that. <laughs> Crossword <laughs> elegance. <laughs> don't do that with your hands. What? That's no, a don't do, do that. Elegance. No, 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 no. Uh, everybody, what am I doing with my hand when I say elegance? It's elegance. totally inappropriate for a yes. family show. Yes. Uh, so that was this week's beef with Stanley Newman. I can't wait till next week's beef with Stanley Newman. <laughs> All right. So our next segment is about the contests. Last week we had a contest provided by Doug Peterson, the crossword gentleman and man about town. Yes. The crossword gentleman and man about town. What? Sure. That's not it. It's like the Batman. Yeah. Uh, contest the last. Think of three world capitals. Anagram each capital into a common English word. Now make a sentence with these three words. It's a sentence that might have been spoken by Noah as he hurried to get all the creatures on the ark. We got a number of different answers for this. We got a lot of different answers. And I don't think there was just one right answer. There was the answer that Doug had been looking for. Right. And that, should we just say what these sure. answers are? So the answer, Doug, the three capitals for Doug was... Uh, was, was Athens. Athens. Manila, Paris. Right. And the phrase was hasten animal pairs. Yes. Uh, but we got some others that satisfy the contest as well. One thing that we got from a number of people was more animal pairs. More animal which pairs. Was Rome, using Rome instead of Athens. Which I thought was interesting because they're kind of close together. And because we've had this whole Roman Greek thing going on <laughs> right. in this is, whole episode. It's also very odd. <laughs> it's a, a Greco Roman. It is. Connection. Look at that. It's, we should start wrestling. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Although would, if you keep doing that thing with your hand, I, I'm definitely going to win. You could beat me. In, you would definitely beat me. In well, it's because I weigh twice as much as you. you could, I could just sit on you and I would have, be done. I would have to grease up. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. So, we had... <laughs> uh, we have a bunch of winners here. We're going we're gonna to award four people victory in this contest. Yes. The first one is Keith Robert Murray, Rainbow Assassin, because he provided us with the right answer. Hasten Animal, Animal Pairs. Uh, our second winner, Joshua Corey Yesnowitz, with a wrong right answer, male more pairs. <laughs> male, like Lima, Peru, I guess. Lima. Uh, male more, like Noah was actually receiving animals via uh -huh. the postal service. Yeah. That's how he was setting up the boat. I don't know. Jeremy Two-Time Horowitz uh, gave us another wrong right answer, hasten more pairs. <laughs> like Noah's talking to the animals. They're, they're too slow right. coming up the ramp. Uh, and finally, Commissioner Peter Gordon, with a really wrong answer, arouse minks saunas. <laughs> Not really sure how that figures into anything. And that's, the capitals are uh, Sousa? 
<laughs> what is, what is a rat? What is a, a ra- Eurasia? I don't know. Arouska? I'm not sure. We, how do we not the, know? The that? second word is Minsk, I well, think. Well, Minsk, Minsk, that we got. Uh, and then Sauna the final word is Nassau. Nassau. Uh, the first one. Uh, what well, is a Rouse anagram to? I'm not sure. Or, Mike Nothnagel, what is a Rouse anagram to? Uranus? World capital. Stop that. <laughs> Stop it. That's inappropriate. <laughs> it's inappropriate. It's a, it's a planet. Uh huh. I'm just saying it's a planet. It, it anagrams to our sea. Our sea, yes. Yeah. Our sea. Like we have this body of water in the backyard. It's our sea. <laughs> our sea, all right. Yep. Uh, so, right. why don't you read uh, next week's contest? Next week's contest. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, stop it. Stop it with that. What are we doing? We're we already picking picked the, the winner. We already picked the winners. I know, but we, it has to be official. <laughs> oh, my God. You're driving everybody crazy. Uh, okay. Yodeling right. pickle. Stupid uh, yodeling pickle. Now, uh, contest the next. Uh, this was provided by Commissioner Peter Gordon. Uh, what movie with enumeration 549 has the letters G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, and some other letters? Now, these letters are not in order. Right. This is very much like the cheeseburger and fries yes. contest we did a couple They're weeks ago. They're not in order. They're not next to each other. They no. don't have to be next to but each this other. this movie title does contain all of those letters. And the enumeration is five, four, nine. Yeah. Now, if you're out walking your dog and you don't, you, you need us to email you this contest. You, you need to, to send us an email to rbxblog at gmail.com with the code word. And that code word is... <laughs> What is the what is the new code word? I'll tell you what the code word is not. The code word the is... The code word is not Papelbon. <laughs> and the reason the code word is not Papelbon is because Jonathan Papelbon gave up three runs in the ninth inning to lose the American League Division Series to the Anaheim Angels of my butt. <laughs> I hate Jonathan Papelbon. All right. I had a bobblehead doll of Jonathan Papelbon here in the studio, and he's now in another room facing the wall. And he's not bobbling anymore. And he will be punished thus... Until next season, at least, if not longer. Uh, yes. So we need to come up with another. <laughs> I'm furious. I know you're. Furious. I am furious. And you, as well, you should be. As well, you should be. The new password is Frank Longo. Frank Longo. That's the new password. Right. Frank Longo. Frank Longo. Frank Longo. Frank Longo. All right. So if you email... Frank Longo, <laughs> if you email us Papelbon, you will not win. No. You will not receive the contest. So, let's move on to our next segment. Oh, by the way, the winners of the last contest, we're going to take a scratchy Yahtzee book and tear out some random pages and send them to you. Yes. Uh, but you don't win anything else. Sorry. And then you, but then you can play scratchy Yahtzee with each other. Yeah, although you'll be on different games, so it's not really the same. We're not going to tear page four out of each of four copies of scratchy Yahtzee. We're yeah. going to tear four pages out of one copy of scratchy Yahtzee. I think you can Yahtzee. still play. Really? All right. You make it work. You're the prize master. Brian Hecht, prize master. And we own, uh, we owe June Pock a, uh, a jar of cookies. We owe June Pock a jar of cookies. We owe Joanne Sullivan a, a book of Italian crossword puzzles. We owe Andrea Carla Michaels. Red Sox. We owe Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Red Sox. Not yet. <laughs> the next segment is Fiction with Thomas Heilman. Part three of Spikes, Freaks, and Pasadena <laughs> Pride. You might remember previously, 14 minutes ago... We ended with, we passed on that ride, but even then, he just shrugged his shoulders and drove off. And now, Brian Simmons will regale you with part three. 
He probably never even thought of killing us. Teachers were allowed to hit kids then, or did that stop in the 60s? I had a third grade teacher named Mrs. McMasters who hit us all the time. So I guess it was no big deal to invite your drunk cop buddy to play volleyball with your 10th graders. So that's what he did, and the man... And, and man, did the cop get into it. He was yelling and jumping and spiking the ball all over the place. We thought he was a real ass, of course. Big man spiking the ball at a bunch of kids, and everybody just kind of went along with it and wanted out of there. Everybody was just lobbing balls over the net so this idiot could just slam them back at us, and that's how it went for a while. Then the rotation took me to the front line, and Hudak lobbed one my way. Did I say that right? Hudak? Hudak? What, that's a reference to something. I think it's a reference to a guy he knows. Really? Who was on his volleyball team. It's not like a reference to, like, the that's the real name of, you know, Chief from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or something like I that? I think the, his name was Chief. Like his real name. Like some big guy from a movie or something. You think Chief Hudak? I don't know. I don't think it was Chief Hudak. Anyway, he was supposed to have been lobbing an easy spike to the cop, but I could see right away that the ball wasn't going to go over the net and that I was going to have to send it over and give the cop an ideal chance to make me eat ball. That baby rose high and hung there, and when it came down, I went up after it, and instead of tapping it over the net, I slammed it hard into the drunk cop's face. His nose burst like a ripe tomato. Everybody laughed and ran. I was a hero, but not intentionally. Hudak set me up to eat ball. I just spiked it because I was afraid of the cop. And that is the end of part three. Next week, we will have part four, which will include more volleyball. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> we don't know. We haven't looked at it yet. Uh, driving around. And also, when Thomas Heilman was a boy. Yes. And, of course, Kasha Varnishkas. Mike Nothnagel. Who? What was Chief Hudak's real name? Yeah, who's Hudak, Mike? Who is Hudak? We needed to know this. What is he the chief of? Is he the chief of medicine at a small medical research lab? <laughs> no, wait. That's, that that's somebody else. Up now. Uh, look on the horizon. Yes. It's a thunder god. Get your buzzer. Oh, wait. It's a thunder god. Hold your buzzer properly. A thunder god. Okay, here we go. Oh, and thank you, everybody, for sending in uh, uh, thunder round noises. Yes, which, thank you, all of you who did that. Which we was appreciate nobody. everybody. How many people did? Zero people. Zero people. Exactly zero. That is a null set. Yes. The number of people who sent in thunder sounds. I'd like to see Descartes graph that. Yeah. Monday, October 5th by Mark Feldman. Right on the money. What is the largest bill you've ever had? I largest think, single unfortunately, bill. Unfortunately, I think it's 100. Really? Have you ever had like a 500? Is there no. a 500? I was going to say the largest bill I ever got was a faulty Con Edison bill. <laughs> they charged me $2,400. Oh, no! <laughs> I got the bus for us defective. It's working now. Okay. Oh, my God, that was close. Uh, Tuesday, October 6th by Matt Ginsburg. Three strange letters in a row. This had... Three letters, yeah. and only one word in the English language would have these three letters in a row. Exactly. So, so for instance, T, G, L. T, G, L. T, G, L. Uh, right guard deodorant. Very good. <laughs> Wednesday, October 7th by Tim Westcott. This was a baseball diamond. I hate all things baseball. I am enjoying baseball right I now. I know the stupid Los Angeles-Anaheim Dodgers of your house are winning and the Jonathan... 
Papple Monkey is not. This also this this puzzle also uh, had the wonderful crossing of Axon crossing with Axel. Axon and Axel. Yes, but those are both words we know. Yeah, but it was it was unpleasant. Axons, they're in nerves and no. Uh, I'm saying that, that was are, fine, but it it it, it all, by themselves they were fine. Crossing each other, not so, not so fine. What letter did they cross at? X. <laughs> oh, it could have crossed with an A. It could have crossed with the A. Come on. Uh, I think you read now. Oh, oh, oh. Thursday, October 8th by Scott Atkinson. Time after time. Words that have time after them. Yes. Rose. Time. Uh, Blankman. Time. Uh, uh, French. Time. Uh, 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 pickles. Time. Friday, October 9th by David Corfoot. This puzzle featured a top left corner cage match between J.R.R. Tolkien and J.C. Chases. Chase, how do you pronounce that? Chases? Chases? Chasses? 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 I mean, I guess it's a... Chasse? It's a real word. I, I guess so, isn't it? It's I've, a person's I've, name. I've never seen that name But before. you have all the sync records. So well, I, I do. Mean, you know all Let of them. Let me ask you a question. You have a poster of them Let over your bed. Let me ask you a question. Is it sync or is it sync? sync. Is it sync? sync. Is it Like Nuller. <laughs> Our Saturday, October 10th, by Natan Last. Oompa Loompas, Whippersnappers, and Old Ironsides. All yeah. right through the middle. Who would you rather be stuck in a very small enclosed space with? Oompa Loompas, Whippersnappers, or Old Ironsides? I'd have to go with Oompa Loompas. Yeah? Because they know where the chocolate is. They do. But they also, they sing incessantly, and they're very small. They are very small, but, you know, I mean, they sing the... the what do you think about the Oompa Loompa music in the first Willy Wonka mo- movie versus the Oompa I didn't Loompa see. music in the I second didn't. one? How, how does the second one go? What do you mean? How does it go? It... How does the music go? Oh, it's all different. They're all different songs. Well, how does it go? I don't know. Danny Elfman wrote it. I, well, Danny Elfman you... wrote it, and Danny Elfman was all the voices of you... all the Oompa Loompas. Wait, you asked me the question. How come you don't know? The... Well, I have it on my iPod. I can't sing it for you. Why not? Because. I can sing the first one. Well, I, we all can sing the first one. Go ahead, sing the first one. Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo. <laughs> I've got a secret. I want to tell you. I don't think that's how it goes. What? No, it's not. I've got a secret I want to tell you. Why not? Why is it that? Very creepy Oompa Loompa. What's he going up to the little children and saying that? The Oompa Loompas weren't creepy. I anyway. am a small orange man. Come over here. I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> what kind of accent was that? French. Sunday, October 11th, by Randolph Ross, author, author. All right, so, author. So he took the last name of two authors. Yes. To create. A phrase. A phrase. Yeah, so like Hectsimit. Exactly. Yeah, Hectsimit. We're not authors, though. So if. if, We have not authored a book. Philip, author Philip, and author Shell. Yeah. That would become. Philip Shell. No, the last names. (laughs) Author Philip and author Shell. Roth Silverstein. Yeah, but that's not a thing. What is that? What is a Roth Silverstein? Roth Silverstein. Yeah? He does my taxes. Roth Silverstein <laughs> does your taxes? Does he have a lift? <laughs> Roth Silverstein? Roth Silverstein <laughs> does my taxes. Does Why does he have to have a lift? Because Roth isn't a first name. Ross is a first name. What about Roth IRA? Roth IRA? That's, it's Roth, comma, IRA. That's how he was called in roll call at the beginning of the day. <laughs> Roth, Ira. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. So this is a name 